What's up, wild animals? I'm Melanie Vesey, and welcome to another promotional rescue talk show. I'm a stand-up comedian, actress, and filmmaker, and if you want to see any of my work, my comedy special, my movies, you can do that over at MelanieVesey.com. But I'm also a promotions consultant with my own company called Promotional Rescue, where I teach people how to promote themselves without feeling gross. And if you want to know more about my services, who I work with, what's going on with me, you can get all that at PromotionalRescue.com. Now, just to give you a heads up, uh, I have a promotional rescue boot camp uh, coming up, and it's going to be four Saturdays uh, starting April 24th until May 15th. So April 24th, I'm going to be handling branding. May 1st, I'm going to be talking about online makeover, how to update your website, your social media so you look like a pro online. May 8th, social media strategy, how to share, what to share, when to share, how to do all that stuff so your social media actually works for you. Uh, and then May 15th, how to do outreach. So once all that stuff is firing on all cylinders, how do you then reach out to representation, press, getting features, you know, growing your audience by borrowing audiences with other people that I call healthy collaboration. So you can get all of that information uh, at promotionalrescue.com. Again, the Promotional Rescue Bootcamp coming up April 24th until May 15th. On Eventbrite, when you sign up for it, you have to sign up for them each individually. It's just the way that it has worked out. So, uh, and it's only a $25 suggested donation. So, you know, give what you can. Usually these workshops, I usually charge uh, $100 for those, but I understand that during these times, people are challenged, but they financially challenged uh, because of this fucking pandemic that we're in. However, I do feel so passionate that people need this information. So again, pay what you can, but it is a $25 suggested donation. But if you can't make those uh, those dates, all of the, uh, the workshops will be uh, recorded. So even if you sign up for it, you will be sent the video. So please sign up. Let me know if you have questions uh, in the comments below. It's just me. I'm here. I can answer uh, any of your questions uh, about the Promotional Rescue Bootcamp. But on the show today, I have my pal, Dana Goldberg, a stand-up comedian, uh, amazing uh, person who has raised millions of dollars uh, for the... Uh, the causes that she's very passionate about. She has one coming up uh, for the Human Rights Campaign, April 22nd. You can get that information at hrc.org. Uh, and you can also follow Dana at DG Comedy on all platforms. Dana, and the reason why I wanted to talk with Dana, she is so good at the way that she shares online. She's so passionate about this stuff. She is just a powerhouse. And during our talk, she explains, uh, you know, how she does this, how she is there to give and not necessarily to get, how she attaches, and she specifically talks about how she promotes her shows and what she does to get butts in seats. And she uses a donation component, which is so brilliant, so smart. I've talked about that before here on the show. Over on my Patreon, where we continue this conversation, uh, she talks about how she was uh, blocked by uh, the former president uh, of the United States. Um, definitely a juicy conversation over there. And you can watch that additional bonus material at patreon.com slash Melanie Vesey. This is a fantastic conversation. Dana is a gem. Uh, please follow favorite and fawn over her and everything that she does. Super funny, super funny lady. So uh, again, enjoy this talk, you guys. Hey, Dana. 
Hi, Leslie. Oh, my God. I haven't seen you. Oh, I haven't seen you in over a year. But in person, it's, you look amazing, first of all. I think you and Kirsten Cinema are the only two people that can pull off hair like that. And she's in my dog. She's in the doghouse. She's on my shit list. So you get the prize. You're, you look fantastic. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. You as well. I'm, I, you are a sight for sore eyes. Uh, I, and I've been, of course, watching you. Uh, online, firing off, uh, which is why I have you here today. Uh, You, just from what I see from the outside, you seem to have such a freedom. This is my opinion. I don't know how you feel about it, which I want to hear. But like, you seem to have such a freedom uh, with the way that you share online. And I... I totally want to know, like, what your promotional journey has been like. Like, did it start? Did it come easy for you, or did you like find your groove? Like, how how did that all work for you? That's a good question. Before I started doing stand up, um, and actually even years into my stand up career, I was a bartender for a very long time. Ah. So I think just my uh, you know interactions with the the regulars. If I interact with the regulars, I know your name. I know what you drink. My tip goes up. So I think I just I'm, just, I'm just realizing this as we're speaking. I Great. think that I probably brought this into my like professional world of if I know you, if you like me, if I enjoy you and you actually like me as a person off stage, you're going to come support my career and my shows. Yes. So online with Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, people are like, oh, you know, I have someone else do this, which is great for some people. And I hope that I'm busy enough one day that I need that. But right now I'm still at the point where I can interact with my fans and they love that. I can send messages to them. I can respond to things that they say online and they feel connected to me. So for instance, during this last year, the pandemic, which has been hell for performers and entertainers, my fans have kept me afloat. I'll do an online show. They'll donate to my tip jar, you know, that sort of thing. Cause a lot of us had to send up Venmo and PayPal because our world, our income got stripped away when the world shut down. So I think for me, I'm realizing that that has always been an important part of keeping my career alive. But the other thing is, is I do a lot of philanthropic work, as you know. Yeah. And for me, it's the same thing as my online promotion. I want to support the people who support me. Because if I'm a dick and someone meets me off stage and they're like, oh, my God. Like, I have met people that I've respected, Melanie, and I've loved their work. And then I met them and I'm like, I am never coming to another <laughs> one of your shows. Good luck. Well, they say don't meet your idols. And I have met some of my idols and just been like, whoa. But I've also had uh, great transactions uh, with people as well and learned that their relationship to their audience is so important. And also, too, to kind of like what you were saying about, like, you know, you do your own social media, which is great. And I do run people's social media and I do know, and I can always say this to people. I know everyone always thinks that the dream is, oh, somebody else will run this at some point. And I'm always like, here's the thing. I actually don't suggest that. Uh, What I suggest is that have someone run the promotional arm of of it. You know what I mean? Like, sure, sure, here's the shows, here's the links, here's the dates. Have them run the portion of it where maybe it doesn't need to be like in your voice. But I always tell people right. like, please partner me in this. So I want you to make two or three posts a week and then I will just promote the shows because that can't be faked. And the people that I ha- I do where I run 100% of their social media and they're not there, I do notice that it is 
slightly not as engaged as it should yeah. be. And I so, think they can tell. I think yes. audiences can tell when they're like, Dana didn't write that one. So, <laughs> that was definitely not Dana's voice. And I think that, uh, I mean, I know for myself, and I'm sure because you do this for a living, it would be much different. I've had a hard time finding people who can post in my voice, who can write comedy for me, because I, I have a hard time with them finding that voice or that cadence or those sorts of things. So for yeah. me, and especially over the last year, a lot of us have, which is fucking weird, because I feel like I've been busier in the pandemic than I've ever been in my life. And Same. Done. Same. I, I have people who are like, I'm so bored. I'm like, you are? I feel like I'm what being pulled in a million directions. Like, I'm just... And I, and I can't escape it because it's here. This is the extra room in my house. And then I'm going to walk out this door and then that's the kitchen. And then there's the living. Like, I can't get away from it. You know, like I, I know <laughs> I'm like, people work from home on purpose. What is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, and I also know that like, I, I, I mean, I'm also just like somebody who has challenges relaxing I always am like working my mind is always on I'm like I'm I'm like I know you looks like I'm on my phone but I'm writing down what I just said because I thought it was really fucking funny and that's a fucking <laughs> premise for a joke and I'm like uh-huh uh-huh I'm doing I'm doing this this I am about hilarious. the socks I gotta write that down what you know so always on always working and then we have to find the balance when you know, especially with social media, because it's always there for us. And everyone always comes to me like, oh, it's such a time suck. It's such a terrible thing. And I'm like, I get it. But like, it is actually such a valuable tool. And I mean, an incredible tool if you know how to use it. You know what I mean? Right. And I have watched you on Twitter and you are I'm like, I'm like, Dana has the balls. Like, I just. <laughs> it's a good thing my DMs aren't open, though, Mel. I'm going to tell you right now, I would get so much hate mail from the right and from like religious thematics. I just, because it's amazing that people who see me on Twitter and cannot DM me will take the time, go to my Facebook, send me a private message. And I'm like, how much time do you have on your hands? That it was so important that you had to haunt me down and then send a private message to be hateful. Like, that's a lot of free time that I oh, just don't have. Yeah. Uh, rage is a powerful drug. Uh, you know, I mean, it is, it is. And people need to, like, be heard and what the lengths that they will go to. And, uh, okay, so, and I would have to say almost, like, maybe like 90% of my clients when they come to me, they're always flummoxed by Twitter. They're always yeah. just totally like, what happens over there? I don't get it. And I go through the process of like helping them kind of make friends with Twitter. But you seem right. to really, and now here's the thing, you're a comedian. So I'm always saying to people, if you're a writer, Twitter, you need to make friends with Twitter. That is your writing sure. skills, your whole thing. But you really do stand up for what you believe in. You don't have, this is what I see from the outside. You don't seem to have any issue with with stating how you feel and i know that so many people are so afraid of that so talk to me how you tapped into that and how you made peace with that well that's an interesting question i'm not always sure i have made peace with that there's things in my life and in the world right now whether it is anti-asian hate whether it's the police shooting unarmed black people in the streets whether it's my trans community who i love and adore so much being attacked with a hundred bills across this nation that are trying to strip their rights for medical care and to live who they are in this world. So those things that enrage me so much that are bigger than me, I don't care if I get pushback. I don't care if people are upset by it. I don't care if I piss someone off. These are not black and white issues. I'm, I'm sorry. These are black and white issues. 
there's no middle gray here with some of yes, them. Yes, yes, understood. So I apologize, yeah, for the for the misspeak on that. Your your silence is complicity. It, it's that that's how I feel with this thing. So there are times though that I'll post something on Twitter and I'll even offend people that consider me that I consider my fans, partly because everyone is so fucking sensitive right now. Yes. I mean, let's be honest. Everyone yeah, yeah. is behind their keyboard. Part of it's the pandemic. All of our, you know, hackles are up on our neck. Everyone's waiting to go. What are they saying that's offensive? What are they saying that's going to offend me? And a lot of the times I will be complete, like my comment seems to me innocent to me, but someone will take offense to it. Now, this is the thing. And you know, this is a comedian. We're not going to make everyone happy all the time. So if someone's finding offense in something I say, my first thing would be to them, why don't you look inside real quick, just real quick before you attack me and try and figure out why that bothered you. Hmm. Because there's a reason why it bothered you. I triggered something in you, especially if we're on the same side, that somehow you felt the need to attack me. And I'm telling you right now, I, I know this isn't a political podcast, but I'm really tired of people in the same group standing in a circular firing squad. Yo, like, my stop God. Stop taking each other out. Like, calm down. Yeah, no, I mean, or we eat our... Yeah. yeah, no, we eat our own. Like, especially, like, you know, the gay community. It's like, uh, it, it is... The infighting is um, painful. I mean, painful. Yeah. Uh, and it is... Uh, and, and you know... Uh, yeah, it, it is. It is its own problem. So when you get when you so how do you handle like when that moment happens where maybe you step on a few toes and someone brings that to your attention? How do you then handle the then next steps? Right. So it's yeah, a good question. Um, it used to bother me a lot more as a comedian that, you know, everyone would we're very sensitive people. We and a lot of us, I don't want to say our skin is thin because that's such an insult to people. We're sensitive human beings. And I don't think yeah. that's a negative characteristic. Yeah. Um, so I think some people, I hate when people are like, you're too sensitive. And I'm like, maybe you're a dick. Like maybe you're the one being an asshole. Maybe you should stop being, yeah, maybe I'm not being too sensitive. Maybe you just need to start being more sensitive. Um, so Ask the question again, because so like, how, and so, I have no memory. So when you, because I have had clients that have, uh, uh, you know, just not really realized it. Just there's oh, a there's a blind yeah. spot. They say something that is maybe just totally fine in their minds, and it's just a one hundred percent blind spot. And then you are like, whoa, I didn't even know that was there, or that was like a thing. I didn't even see it that way. Right. And then I think that like, you know, you know, we go in. And so like, how do you, how have you dealt with maybe when you've just stepped in it? You know what I mean? You didn't yeah, thank know. You. Thank or... you. For, thank you for restating the question. Yeah, yeah, no, um, absolutely. I used to respond because my personal thing is I just don't, I don't want anyone mad at me. Oh my God. I don't want anyone to misunderstand yes. me. It's so important that I, I mean, a comedian, I want to see seen and be seen and heard in this world. And if I misunderstood, I'm like, no, 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 no. Let me explain myself. I've gotten to the point now where I'm like, that one's on you. Um, but it is true that I'm like, I'm not, I'm not doing this argument with you. You know, you misinterpreted that. I'm not going to sit and defend myself. And there's certain things that I think we need to consider when we're offended by someone. And that's one context and intent and who it's coming from. I mean, if you're a trusted person in this world, I would hope that if you said something that slipped and I was like, Ooh, my brain would go, yeah, but Melanie's never said anything like that. It must be an exception, but it's not. People are like right on it. Um, so I've actually stopped. Mainly, I, my DMs are closed on Twitter. They're not going to be open. The only way you can send me a message is if we're following each other. Yeah. And I'm very conscious about that. 
Yeah. Um, so, and I think that's just the best thing to do. It's the same thing as not reading YouTube comments. Like, turn the shit off, especially if you're an artist, because what will happen is you'll get five amazing comments, and you're like, oh, they love my work. And then the sixth comment is, you suck, you're not funny, and that's the one that sticks with you for the rest of the day. Don't do it to yourself. Exactly. I can't. It's so interesting the way that our minds work. I mean, even when you're performing live and you've got, you know, all these people that are laughing and then you got one person with their arms crossed like and you're like, what is going on here? You know what I mean? And that's the only one we see. I, it is. It, I think it's I, to me, I think it's like it, it stems from being like, you know, like a cave person. You have to seek out the issue and fix it, because if you don't seek out the issue and fix it, it might mean life or death. And I feel like in our minds, we're trying to like, what is what is the thing that's going to hurt us in this situation? Right. So because right. actually good stuff means it's fine and it doesn't need my attention. It's it's like if you don't understand this part of your mind to seek out what the negative is or the issue in the room uh, and that and that you need to tackle that. But as an artist, it is, it is incredibly challenging because, yes, you not, aren't going to make everyone happy. Uh, you just might not be their brand. They might be having exactly. they might have gotten dragged to a comedy show and they're having a fucking shit <laughs> night. You know what I mean? They, they might be, you know, like, who, who knows what, what's going on with them? You know what I mean? And so we do need to come from a place of compassion, you know, because I also know, too, that in, in talking with so many great people on the show that like like Margaret Cho was talking about how, um, you know, people would come for her online. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, yeah. And, and she had this amazing kind of like group of people that were kind of these like these like online sleuth people. And that when someone would come for her, they would then send her all the person's information. And she would find out that they were like that they would like worked at a smoke shop in Indiana. She was like, oh, my God, like, who cares? Like, who cares what that guy or girl thinks about me? Like, clearly, the, I mean, you know, no, no judgment on their life. But it's like, where are they? Like, is that who I need to listen to in that moment? Is that the person? Right. You know what I mean? So. So it's kind of like, how do we be in this world? And especially now, because everything is just dialed up. You know what I mean? It's just on 11. You're online. The other thing that's happened that I've realized is that that base that I've built, like social media, especially Facebook, even Twitter, whatever. If I say something and there's a troll, then it's just coming to cause problems. And they make a comment. Melanie, I can sit back and my fans do this. <laughs> And attack them. And I, I sometimes have to be like, whoa, 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 hold on. <laughs> you know, but a lot of the time, I don't even have to handle it anymore. It's almost like I have my own PR team that's probably going to start a fire, but they come in and, and take care of it for me. That is that is amazing. And uh, thank God, you know what I mean? And <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, I know that for myself, whenever, uh, you know, someone wants to like kind of, you know, fire off in the comments and I may address it one or two times, but I, I kind of have like a line where I'm just totally like, oh, I don't need to explain a subway system to a cat. Like you don't get no. it. You're not you're yeah. not going to get it. And if I have to explain that being kind to people or, you know, shooting children uh, is not a good thing, uh, then we're clearly we're not on the fucking same page here. You know what I mean? Right. Like we're not- yeah, at this point, it's not a political divide. It's a moral <laughs> issue. Like, I don't even- we don't have the same morals. I don't even fucking get it. Like it is. Sh- yeah. And I feel like what's happened, too, is that like during the past four years, so many people have felt so emboldened to kind of like speak their truth. And I'm like, I, I, I don't know, man. You know what I mean? Like this is this is pretty kooky. So. Talk to me also, too, when it when it comes to like, you know, you 
you perform all over the place. I mean, you perform, uh, you know, in person all over the place and you are asked usually probably to promote, right? People give you assets, 100%. all that stuff. And you have to like go to places that you've never even been before and have to like, oh, get people out of their living rooms. You know what I mean? So talk to me about that process as well and the challenges that maybe you have faced having to, <laughs> to get that stuff done. Totally. So I think what, because of the way I've built my career, like I do, I've, I've tried to avoid the comedy clubs in general. Um, just the environment of them is just been, it's just not always healthy. I think for a lot of individuals, yeah. but unfortunately as comedians, we're forced to go in them. We're forced to work the room. Um, I've chosen to go a little bit of a different way where I will rent a black box theater or a small theater and produce my own shows. I think a lot of the times women in comedy, because just it's set up, we're four to one on men on a bill. Yes. There's going to be four guys to one girl, and they sometimes just put her on there just so they have a female face on the poster. Ugh, so, yes. so that's frustrating. And I know you've experienced that. So what I've done is I've created a situation where I'll go to Austin, I'll go to Phoenix, and I'll, I'll contact either sometimes a bar, sometimes it's a, an LGBTQ bar where I'll say, hey, I want to do this show. I know you have a great performance space. I'll take the door. You take the bar. You don't have to pay me. Sometimes they'll do a buyout. Anyway, with those things, once we have that set up, then it's promotion. Well, because I like to give back to the communities, I'll email the LGBTQ center and say, hey, would you do a blast for me? to your database if I donate a dollar from every ticket from my show to your organization or $2 or 10% of the sales. And that's just what I've done with my career because if I'm pulling in people and selling more tickets than I would have before, the 10% I have to donate back to the organization helps them and it's not really taking money out of my pocket because those are people that wouldn't have bought a ticket regardless because I never would have been able to reach them. So that's what I've been able to do is contact the community. The other thing is, is that there are a lot of very eager lesbians that just really want to help. Like they just want to help, Melanie. So, you know, I'll make a post and I'll get an email from someone or meetups. Meetups are really good. If you're a comedian and there are meetups online or there are Facebook groups, go to the, the administrator of the group, say, can I make a post to your 30,000 people? I'll give you two tickets to the show. I've never had anyone say no. So that is also a good way to do it because those two tickets, the revenue from those tickets are going to be very much worth the 30 tickets that sell because this person said absolutely put it on the page. Because a lot of the times if you post on places like Facebook and you just belong to the group, just because of the algorithm, not many people see it or it doesn't go public. But if the administrator does it of the page, that reaches a lot more people, a lot more people see it. So those are some of the tricks of the trade, but mainly it's offer to give back to the community. Because if you do that, they're much more likely to help you promote. Oh, my God. Two nuggets. I hope everybody's writing this down. <laughs> uh, I I can't. Uh, this, is, this has come up a few times on this show. And I always uh, suggest to people to have um, a, like a donation component to your promotion. Right. And yeah. this is also the challenging thing, too, which is that, you know, we're having to promote with in the past four years, the kind of news cycle that we have had where it seems wildly inappropriate to be like, hey, want to come laugh at, at Snooki's totally. Friday? You know what I mean? You're like, what? <laughs> There's like people dying, Melanie. You know what I mean? And you're like, I know. I just sometimes I like to think about it as like double Dutch. Like, how about today? How about today? Can I probe? Is today OK? Today is, is there any history happening today that I'm not competing with? You know what I mean? Like. 
Yeah. But yet we need to eat. We need to eat. We also deserve to have our own careers. But it's like it just seems like it is always shitty timing to talk about ourselves. So when I see this kind of so adding a, a, a like a donation component to it is like, hey, I understand this, but like maybe this will help you, you know, feel better this week, whatever. And I'm giving a portion of it to this cause, this exact cause that's going on right now, you know, to whatever it is that's on on topic. And I'm going to be donating a portion of that to this. And it helps people feel good about engaging. Totally. With it. It really and people are off, off, it, and they're often more generous. And, and I'm yes. sorry to speak over you. I didn't mean oh, to no, do that. Okay. But they are. So I did an online show uh, for New Year's Eve because I happened to be home for New Year's Eve this year. There's a lot of people that were home. We're stuck in a pandemic. They, mm-hmm. you know, if they were being responsible and doing what we should have because numbers were incredibly high at that time, you were home. So I was like, all right, I'll do an online show. Now, my online shows are free because what I've decided is that I'm going to have a tip jar instead. And a lot of the times, um, instead of paying, let's say, $10 for a ticket where you can have five people in the room. If you're doing an online show, they throw $20 in the tip jar. Now for New Year's Eve, I was donating a portion of the proceeds to World Central Kitchen because in the pandemic, people are just, they're food insecure everywhere. Oh, there's there's yes. people that just cannot eat. There are lines in Texas miles long of food pantries. And so with those tips, you know, when someone may have donated, you know, tip me 10, then they tip me 20 because they know that part of the proceeds are going to go to that. So I was able to donate $1,500 to World Central Amazing. Kitchen after a show. Love and that it. makes me feel good. And then I can pay my rent. So I think that component is huge. If you're an artist out there and you have that philanthropic you know, heart, don't think that what comes out of your pocket is necessarily going to hurt you because I promise you in the long run, it's going to be made up for with people's generosity. And also, too, people see that and they see you as and just in the same way that you are talking about, you know, your your experience of being this bartender and connecting with people. And this truly is I mean, it's called public relations, but it's like relating to a public. Right. You know what I mean? It's like. How do we connect with those people? And in the same way, when we're on stage with a microphone and we connect with people, it's like, how can we then connect also to with them online? And uh, and having that component is it, it just because when people see our stuff, we want them to feel good in their guts. We literally yeah. want them to feel good in their in their own body. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, oh, I see this person as a friend and they might have to see you and what you're doing 20 times before they decide that they're like, I think I, I think this person, I, I feel good with this person, right? Which means totally. you not only have to do it once, you have to do it a million times. You have to keep being who you are and continuing to do this rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. You know, you can't just do this one time. So how do you, how have you, I, I you know, you've been doing this a long time and how do you keep going? You know what I mean? I, so I'm sure there's ups and downs and you're just like, why am I even? What the hell with this? You know what I mean? Like, how, I do. Do, you find, how do you dig deep and find the, 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 the strength to keep going or to hop online or to keep on doing this stuff for yourself? Well, I'll tell you what, Mel, before the pandemic happened, I was at a point in 2019, I flew 175,000 domestic airline miles. <laughs> I was sick all the time. I was gone every weekend. I was doing fine financially. I had a good year. I was making people laugh. I was raising millions of dollars for nonprofits around the country because that's also part of what I do in my work. Yeah. And then when the country shut down, I remember before that, and you know, I know we both believe in manifesting and those sorts of energies. And I was like, God, I just want some time off. <laughs> and, then <the> country- <laughs> and then the pandemic happened and I was like, that's not what I meant. Um, too much, too far. Yeah. Um, 
And so during that time, I realized even at the times where I'm tired and I don't want to do this anymore, when it got taken away from me and that gap and that void was inside of me as an entertainer, there will never be another time where I'll question, is this really what I want to be doing? Does it really bring me that much joy? Sometimes no. In the whole scheme of things, it is a part of my being. And when that was stripped away, I was like, wait, who am I without that? Um, And it's been an interesting year of growth and all of that. So how do I keep going? It's basically one, it's what I love doing. It's what I was supposed to be doing. And if I can bring joy to some people in their chaos of life and their craziness of this world, I'm doing my part. I'm one of those people that I do want to leave the world better than it was before I got here. That's just part of my mission. Mm. So that being said, if I were to stop, the other thing is, is I realize I don't think I've always known what my art has done for other people because it's sort of a silent appreciation. They come to the shows, they buy a ticket, but you don't really know. Well, when I stopped performing live and I had been doing something called rooftop rants for a while at the beginning of the pandemic on Facebook yeah. where it's the only place I could go and I had so much anger inside me as a person where I was like, what the fuck are people doing? So I went up to my rooftop and I literally filmed myself and I was like, what is wrong with these talk waffles? Like that sort of thing. Um, and I stopped doing it because after a little while I was getting exhausted. The pandemic was continuing. I still wasn't working. And I was like, oh, this is, this is going on for a long time. But then people would email me. I miss your rooftop rants. I can't believe you're not doing a Southwest Funny Fest this year. I had tickets to get your show and blah, blah, blah. Please reschedule. And so I did not realize how much that, I don't think I realized how much people really do need what I provide in this world. And I think as an artist, when we have those reminders, that's the refuel we need to keep going. That's just that little thing where I go, all right, I'll get up in the morning and do this again. Oh, it's for me. Oh my God. It's so funny that you said that about like the, you know, the manifesting. I have a, I have a full joke where I go, I think the reason why we're in this pandemic is because too many people put on their vision board that they wanted time to write. You know what I yeah. mean? I have just, totally. uh, thanks a lot. Uh, yeah. You want time with your kids? Well, here you go. Here's two years of like totally. home with your kids. I hope your book's done, Karen. I hope you wrote your book. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, I hope you wrote your version of Live, Laugh, Love uh, in in the goddamn fucking pandemic. Oh, my God. That just turned into Live, 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 because that's all we could do. Oh, my God. Exactly. So and it sounds to me, too, like, yeah, I I know I feel like a lot of what this, you know, I, I call it the pandemic pivot. Right. Everybody had to figure out what to do, how to keep creating content for their audience, how to keep you know, because I, it, you know, you want to stay on your feet. You don't want to, you don't want to atrophy in your, you know, chops, whatever, creating material. Because once this is all over uh, and, you know, we're all back to life, it's like, you know, having that time to like write and also have material about it and, and to still be kind of current as opposed to like only leaning on the material that you wrote pre-pandemic, which I have found totally. most of my material doesn't even work anymore it's like a whole other world it's totally like what what like i used to have a whole thing about how i hated leaving my living room and now i'm like get me out of here totally (laughs) it shifted everything for us i think one of the things that i realized and i needed to do is as artists and i mean we're talking about self-promotion i'm only accountable to me i am my company i am my business so i'm the only person i'm accountable to and when you're going through a hard time and you're having a hard time getting up in the morning because things seem so heavy Really, I'm the only person that affects, but because of that, I'm also the only person that I'm going to change for. 
So what I did during this, and I'm lucky enough to have this, I have a week, I'm weekly, I have a weekly spot on Stephanie Miller's show on Progressive 127. You can watch okay. my free speech. And I'm also the co-host of the Daily Beans podcast. Now that started with another host, but when I signed on to it, they count on me every Thursday. At least I have that to look forward to. Every, you know, four days a week on the Daily Beans. That I need to do, I need to get up and do it. So there's something that when the days I just don't have the energy that at least I have to remember, and sometimes it's begrudgingly to go, okay, I have to be there for, that's where I need to be. Yeah. Because I, as I, artists, we just, you know, it's self-motivation. So much Oh, yeah. No, I found that uh, I had to put together a show and make me accountable to be somewhere. Because otherwise, I mean, you know, because I also, you know, just deal with like some real nice depression. You know what I mean? Like, don't be fooled by the hair and makeup, people. You know what I mean? Like, this, if this doesn't like, this is, if this isn't like trauma, I don't know what this is. You know what I mean? Like if this doesn't. I do. Mommy didn't pay enough attention to me. I don't know what does, you know? So uh, no, that is as fast. That is, that may not be depression or anything else. You may just have some really great fucking style. So let's not beat yourself up on that. One. <laughs> just be careful. I won't let you do it around. Oh, I, I'm just totally like, I love a parade. Like I'm just, it's just too much, you know? So, so if you, if you could kind of like leave, you know, uh, if you, you know, had like a, like a, a new person that you were talking to, if there was kind of like one nugget you could kind of leave them with about like how to be, you know, the best possible person you could be with an audience or online, what would be kind of like be the one thing that you feel like you would say to them? Oh my goodness. Um, Definitely care about other people's experiences. You know, I know that we're the artists, we're promoting ourselves or self-promoting, if someone tries to connect with you and share something, just try not to dismiss that. Even a little love on Facebook and they're, they know that you saw it. So it's just those tiny little minute things of actually giving back instead of going, what is my promotion getting for me to actually look out and go, how can I reach other people? So that oh. would be one of the things is that it's really important because otherwise you're just, you know, it's self aggrandizing and it's great. You can be as famous as you want. If people don't like you, it's not going to matter. Um, that would be one of them. The other thing is try and post. Yeah, and I know you teach people this very well. So you may be the best person for this sort of advice, but to post daily, but not too much, which is it's hard to find a balance in that. But it's one of the things that we need to do. And it's just because of the algorithms of social media and everything else, we have to stay relevant. Well, if you disappear for two weeks, you've now stopped showing up in people's social media feeds and you have to get yourself back in there. So even if it's something, you know, as minor as, got a great cup of coffee at the cafe down the street. It, it, it puts your, your name back in people's feet. And so oh that would be a suggestion that I would do is, and it doesn't have to be one thing I realized, Melanie, and this is also very interesting, especially Instagram. Instagram is one of those platforms that I have to get my numbers up. Like I just know they're not where they should be. Twitter's great. Facebook's great. I've had a hard time breaking Instagram. And what I realize is that when I post a picture of, you know, the flowers because I think they're beautiful. People are like, meh. If I post a picture of myself, like, 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 which to me as an artist in some ways, we're like, they love me. And in other ways, I'm like, ew, like it's so gross, you know? Um, because then I look at you know, all these little influencers and I'm like, oh, but you have to do it. You've got to get a little bit over that fear of just like thinking, oh, it looks like I'm being gross or, you know, and being self-absorbent or whatever, 
people really do want to see you. That's why they follow you. That's why they're your fans. So give them what they want, even if it's uncomfortable. Oh my God. It's uncomfortable. Absolutely. I mean, I always tell people that you're here to give and that you're not here to get. I know that is very confusing. And I've sometimes had challenges with reframing this in people's minds because of course they're there to get you're like I want people to come to my shows and watch my shit and fucking like grow my audience and da 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 da. I'm like I get it but if you are coming here to get something it's almost like the internet feels it and it will not give it to you it's like it's like it understands like you're trying to like cross some sort of in like so if you're here to give right so even if it's just a little inspiration oh yeah this is what i'm doing here my friend is doing this thing or just something that's not on this kind of like level however what you were saying too about the faces so when i show people in my sessions i go to their instagram right and we just look at those first six squares like that you can see Mm -hmm. right there and it's like Whenever they do post a picture of their face, I just roll my mouse over the different photos. And it's like, here's a picture of a face. Here's a flower. Here's a promotional post. Like, here's a flyer for a comedy show. The face will get, you know, 300 freaking likes. You know, the flower will get 60 and the promotional post will get the least amount. Right. So what we need is we need to balance out the promotional stuff with the stuff that people actually want to see. Because if you're not posting the stuff that they want to see, then that flyer might not make it into and here's the thing they might have seen the flyer they might have actually taken action on the flyer they might have gotten tickets from it but i don't know if they're gonna like it and be all over it you know what i mean it's like so we have to kind of work with what it what is and what does work and people do connect to faces so i'm always like your face is your logo totally that's it and also there's something about them that really feels like they know you personally yes if they get to look at you and be a part of your life that's why people are your fans. Sure, they like your comedy, but I mean, they go to your social media because they want to see what you do during the day. It's a very strange world that we live in, but it's true. And so if you can get comfortable enough with that and go, okay, I'm already a public figure. I'll get over that part. And people are coming because they want to, you know, see what, you know, where I'm on a vacation or if I'm in a bathing suit or if I'm in a tuxedo for a gig or whatever I'm doing, that's really why they're there. So I 100% agree, and I know that that's your that's your um, specialty. But the balance I've realized, and this is the other thing, as an artist, when you don't get as many likes on those things, don't take it personally. Oh They're my god! They're still saying it. You've got to let that part go. And I'm speaking to myself as I say this because we've been trained through social media that our our validity is somehow monitored through likes and shares and retweets. And you know what? If one person, like on Twitter, let's say I have a tweet that I'm really proud of, and I'm like, why didn't this work? But if one person saw it and they're like, thank you. Like if, like I tweet a lot right now about um, support for the trans non-binary community. It's very important to me. I have dear friends that are transgender or that identify as non-binary, and they're in trouble right now. They're not the most popular posts because I think people, even if they're on the good side, still have a hard time speaking publicly about it. But if one trans person sees my post and they feel supported and heard that day, then none of the likes and retweets matter to me. That's all I need to know is that one person. And if there is, and usually they'll let you know, or they'll send you a private message thanking you and things like that. That's why I do what I do. Um, I want to, I want to raise people up. I couldn't agree more. And I also feel like the numbers I've really, so like, you know, in the past, like maybe five years, the the addiction to the numbers has started Ugh. to kind of 
has been started to wane, which is why Instagram, if you noticed, took away. You could see how many people liked a photo because it was just getting to be too much for people and their brains couldn't fucking handle. Also to teenagers, they couldn't. This kind of like what this is doing to a, a young generation. But I also know, too, that like I'm always having to kind of reprogram people because people, of course, want me. To, they're like, it's a numbers game. I've got to have all these following. And I'm like, yeah, but I also know people who have under 10,000 followers who are doing great. They pay their bills. Yeah. They're fine. They're earning. Their life is wonderful. And they aren't a slave to a million fucking followers and all. And like it is it is totally fine. So I feel like having a genuine, real following is always going to trump and I hate using that fucking word. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's always going to be better than, than, than a following where it's like, oh, you've got hundreds of thousands of followers, but like three people like the post. There's no engagement. There's no kind right. of commitment to it. It's like the engagement is where we want it, is where we totally. want real stuff behind it. Yeah. And I see that on, on Twitter, um, whatever I'm doing on Twitter. I had a tweet that went viral a few years ago that literally, and I'm not kidding, I had 18,000 new followers in 24 hours. So it was nuts, and that's when it started to shoot up. And then there was another one that went viral and so far, so so on and so forth. But what I realized is that there are people that have twice as many Twitter followers as I do because they're famous, but there's no engagement. People, they're not saying interesting things. They're not posting anything good about the world. They're trying to make a difference. And right now, I really do think people that are involved in social media, there's two types of people. There's either people that are trying to cause chaos or there's people that are trying to make a difference. And those people will be loyal to your feed. They'll be loyal to your social media and they will connect with you. So let them do that, but give them what they want. Make sure your posts are engaging. Yes, yes. And I I always tell people that like, you know, it's 80% content and 20% promotion. Like you actually, because some people are like, oh my God, I got to be promoting all the time. And I'm like, oh no. Like, so the things that you can do that are, that are, you know, even though I have a show about promotion, I'm like, slow down. You know what I mean? Like, so like, so because the, the behind the scenes, the day in the life, like, oh look, I'm doing a podcast today or whatever it is. Like they get kind of that view in and it's like, you can still talk about what you're doing, but it doesn't feel bad. And then also too, it's a window into what you do. And I know that we yeah. feel like, Everyone we know is in the biz. I mean, seriously, our dog walker, our cleaning lady, our like whatever, like everyone in our life is like is somehow working towards, you know, uh, following their dreams. But there are people that don't understand this or even see this. You know what I mean? It's right. like, OK, yes. Someone who lives in, in Nebraska who is totally like maybe they're aspiring and they don't even know what a podcast setup looks like. They don't even understand what it's like to be on a set or in a in a trailer or 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 to have this experience of like meeting this person or doing this thing or like here. This is what I'm up to. It's very exciting for people. And I forget that Absolutely. because I'm just yes. so over it. I'm like, oh, God, like, really? <laughs> like, well, you're the girl in the trailer who's tired of being in a trailer that day. You know, <laughs> so it's very different. And I think I've realized that is we as artists see our lives from the inside out. Everyone else is seeing our lives from the outside in and it's much more exciting that way. Yeah. You know, it's just is, you know, it's funny because with the, the pandemic and we can be the hardest on ourselves. And I, I know he's a friend of yours, Mark Marin, who I just love so much. He was interviewing uh, uh, Louis Black and they were talking about comedy. And Louis, Louis Black was basically like, you know, all of my targets, comedy has been kind of shit because all my targets went away. Like I'm not interacting with people. He says, so then I turned on myself. Totally. And that's basically what, what happens, you know? So that is also a big thing of this, like trying, trying not to do that in the times where things aren't, you know, flourishing, which we, which we definitely do as artists and to, yes. to remember why you're doing what you're doing. 
And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Dana, you can follow Dana at DG Comedy on all platforms. Uh, and she's got a uh, human rights campaign uh, video and event coming up April 22nd. So please follow her for all that stuff. What we're going to do right now is we're going to hop on over to my Patreon and I'm going to keep the conversation with with Dana and hear about the best and the worst thing that's ever happened to her online. And I'm sure it's going to be thrilling. It's going to be exciting. <laughs> you can get all that information at patreon.com slash Melanie Vesey if you want to know anything about me, my comedy, my movies, melanievesey.com. If you want to know more about my biz, promotionalrescue.com. We'll see you over there. Bye. Bye.